Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and we are sitting at December the 11th already, flying by here this month of December and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a different month than we've had in the past few years. We've had usually November and December have been really warm and dry, uh, but this year we've been uh, a fair bit of snow and colder weather so maybe we're getting it over with a little bit earlier which is good and uh and then we can but i do it is really good for our plant material so and uh speaking of plant material i'm gonna give uh let terry come online here good morning terry hey good morning merle how are you good good um a little different um fall this year heading into uh 2023 we got uh we have snow cover and we've had colder weather and yeah. than typically we've had in the past. Yeah, um, things we're not always used to here. Yeah, and I, but I, I think it's actually it's good for our plants because we got a few of those snowfalls where it came in, melted a bit, came in, melted a bit, and then freezing in the ground nicely. So now the duration of the winter, we're going to have some moisture down in the ground, and uh, and it, hopefully it should be able to stay frozen throughout the winter, and we'll have a lot less winter desiccation um to our plant material um next spring yeah no it should do uh should do us uh well um was was so nice to see those two heavier snowfalls i think it was and then uh, like you said yeah they did um, melt melt down a little bit um into the ground and then now we're back into some cooler weather but uh i'll uh i'll order another one of these winters for for next year if we can yeah no, so it's kind of not so crazy. <laughs> like the minus thirty, when we get close to that, I can do without that. The minus twenty-five doesn't really do any good for, yeah. for me, anyway. Some <laughs> people us. might enjoy um, it. Yeah, luckily, uh, you know, our plants—they, um, they actually, you know, um, we bring in zone-hardy material um, uh, for growing here, so um, they don't know the difference, and, and they actually love that, and they actually need that. They need that period of rest and that reset. Yeah, so, um, most most plants will require a certain number of um, hours or days of of that cold. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that, but um, I've often heard too that you know, you know, people in Hawaii are envious that we can grow peonies. They can't grow peonies there because um, they need that you know so that zone three, um, zone four cold cold um, period for them to, for them to do their thing. So if you were to plant a peony in Hawaii, it would, would never bloom. So, No, absolutely. Yeah, they need the cold. and But they, they can grow some bird of paradise and some bougainvilleas. They can grow some, some other things, things yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that we're not growing, unfortunately. So, yeah. Um, but maybe 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 in some time. But it's good to know that our carbon here, I'll take a little shot. Um, good to know our carbon tax is working. Um, see how cold it is already. <laughs> so all that hard-earned carbon tax we're paying is it's paying off and it's working. We thought yeah. it wouldn't work, and there we go. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I looked at that. I'll be honest. Like our our bill for the garden center was like well over three thousand bucks a month right now um, for heating. Um, but the sad thing is, eighteen hundred dollars of that is is distribution, transmission charges, and taxes. Wow. They're divided yeah. almost in half. So like 900 bucks each and each of those. 
and the actual gas is only nine hundred bucks. So wow, it, it, yeah, it's so um, some of these big places like like a grocery store or some of them, what they're going to be like the amount to keep the the doors open and heated up. It's 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 it is very expensive. It's 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 getting uh, it's harder and harder. So um, anyways, it's good to see uh, it working and it's cooling off and uh, and it's all working. So anyways, that's all good. We're, we won't joke about that no more. <laughs> if you want to join us and talk about plants and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, we will be talking here at uh, on 770CHQR at 403-974-8255. You can join, join Terry and I. But we do have a special guest right now. We have Lisa Smith, and she's our social media guru uh, down at Spruce It Up who does all those um, fun videos and great posts and pictures and everything. She has uh, – we have a big event going on. We had – um, day one yesterday of our Santa Reindeer event. So, good morning, Lisa. Hey, Merle. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good. Good. Did you, uh, did you wind down after uh, all your cookies that you ate yesterday and stuff like that at the Santa Reindeer event? Yeah, I had a good restful night. <laughs> Getting ready nice. for another busy day tomorrow or today. <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah, Santa's... I he like what time is it yeah he usually does a little flyover on his way to spruce it up he'll sort of zips by my house that was part of the deal I have so he does a little zip over so he should be landing with the reindeer down there I'm usually on 9 30 he should be coming by so yeah that's right we're lucky we've got the real Santa the real sleigh reindeer yeah they should be arriving in about 45 minutes or so yeah. So, and if you don't want to get a picture, if you don't, um, <clears throat> if you've already had your Santa reindeer photo or your Santa photo, and yeah, and you don't want it, but it's always just cool to just come down and see the reindeer. So, and that's that's free of charge. We we are charging for the photos and stuff. But if you do want to come down and and just visit, and we have tons of free snacks and different things. So, what yeah. what what all do you got going on down there, Lisa? Yeah, definitely. We have had a lot of families come down just to check out the reindeer because they are incredible, Um, really beautiful. They're all together there in their little pen. And then um, there's one reindeer that's with Santa in the photo. But if you want to come down, just see the reindeer, stand around um, the fire, grab some coffee and cookies. That's all available for you. You don't need a ticket to do that. And actually, Brad, uh, we chatted this morning. We were texting early this morning, and um, we thought we had hot chocolate, but I felt we kind of felt bad yesterday. We for, I don't know how that got missed. We uh, so we, we're gonna have hot chocolate today. They gotta get a, They're gonna get that lined up. So we are okay. Kids. Awesome. Yeah. So coffee and hot chocolate. Nice. Yeah. You can yeah. mix them together, have a chocolata or something. There you or go. Whatever you, <laughs> whatever you want to call those things. Um. So, so what what's entailed if you if you do want to get your photos with with Santa and the reindeer? Sort of what? You, how do you do? You need to book it, or can you just come down? Or well, you could if you wanted to set a time. You could purchase your ticket on Eventbrite. But if you just happen to be in the neighborhood, you want to pop in. We have walk-ins available right up until four o'clock. We can definitely okay. fit you in. So just um, come over to. Uh, the outside cash shack there we will point you in the right direction and you can just purchase your ticket right here okay great and so what does that include you get uh 
<clears throat> I know the photographer takes a, a few pictures and yeah. Uh, how how does that work? You see this? Is it a digital copies or? Yeah. So um, get a nice little visit with Santa in his sleigh, and then they'll take some pictures and email the pictures to you. So you'll get them in an email. But we also encourage parents to take pictures with their with their phone or camera if they bring them. You are more than welcome to do that too. Yeah, which is nice because I know at the mall they've sure created uh, a bit of a maze to get at Santa so you're not taking any pictures. Right. You, we kind yeah. of encourage it. Mm. And Grandma always has fun or whoever's on the other side of that um, taking pictures. And sometimes those are the best ones, right? You guys sort of unprompto or or something goes on. That's the, right. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it's been so cool. We've had um, like big groups of people grandparents getting right in there in this with with the santa getting their picture taken um sometimes it's just the kids that want to get in the sleigh but um yeah we encourage groups to come down too and it's just yeah. um no matter how many people are in the picture you're just purchasing one ticket yeah and you can yeah. squeeze in as many yeah right. and we have enough room to squeeze eight or ten if you need a it lot. If you have a, yeah if it's you have that nice, big family yeah nice big area yeah, awesome. So, and that, what time is that going today, Lisa? So, starts at 11 and goes right okay. up until 4 o'clock. Okay, awesome. Well, that sounds great. And uh, come down and have a visit. And we did have some local sponsors that helped us out. We had the local Starbucks and the Sobeys. Yes, um, they have some been treats. so generous. Sobeys, yeah. Starbucks, Wallace and Carey. We are... We have so many snacks for everybody to come down. So very thankful to those sponsors for supporting us. Yeah, and if you like the full-size chocolate bars, um, oh like yeah, we, said, we got ones. a few boxes of those. So We've you come lots. down and get a, you get a free full-size chocolate bar, and uh, they're actually even the jumbo chocolate bars. So um, right. come on down and uh, and uh, get some chocolate. Go see Santa, and uh, yeah, and like you said, we got. We're over two weeks away from the big day, so this will exactly. do his day today, and then he's going to yeah. fly back home. And it's uh, it's interesting. The reindeer are like a little family. Like, they need to see each other, too. Like, they kind of, like, when well, the one's over with Santa, they get jealous almost, right? That's so we right. had to and raise up the, <laughs> the thing so they could keep an eye on each other. Otherwise, they get they get too worked up. It's they kinda, it's are a really cool little family. There's a little baby. There's the mom, yeah. and you you can go and see the mom just sticks right close to the baby all the time, and every once in a while they get into a little scuffle. They'll be knocking horns, but, yeah, it's it's really amazing. They are incredible. If you have never seen reindeer before, definitely come down and just come and watch well, them. <laughs> just like just like on the show Rudolph, or, uh, yeah, you know, remember? They have the play the Santa, they play the reindeer games, they're rattling. The their... reindeer games, <laughs> yes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and Rudolph does get to participate here. We so. yes, we encourage. We 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 encourage Rudolph to get right in there. Yeah. D yeah. Just be careful when you are close to him. If you are down there, don't stick your hands into the pens and things like that. Just be careful. Um, they are they do they are wild animals, and they still like you can get poked a little bit with their with the horns and stuff like that. So be so just be careful of your little ones yeah, if definitely. you're getting close to yeah. them so they don't stick their head in there or something and uh yeah we just want to be careful of that of course but anyways Definitely. thank you so much lisa all right um, so come down lisa's roaming around there all day today 
um, doing their social media and keeping everybody uh, tuned in to what's happening down at Spruce Up all the time. So yeah. thanks for everything you've done. It's been a great event so far and uh, awesome. looking forward to day two. Me too. We'll see you later, Merle. Thanks. Okay. All right, Terry, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, if you want to join us, phone lines will be wide open, 403-974-8255. And that is the talk and text line. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's Christmas destination. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And we do have a um, a text going on here. We have a, a text, Terry, from, from Rod, and he's growing some lettuce seedlings into a hydroponic tower, and the seedlings are ven- very spindly. Any suggestions? on how to strengthen them. My thought would be um, the lettuce and that are more of a, sometimes of a cool weather. They need some airflow and cool. If it's too warm, they're gonna be spindly on you a bit. They need that coolness. Um, any other, any thoughts, Terry, on that, that you're thinking of, of if someone's gonna try and grow some lettuce over the winter? Yeah, definitely cool. And I would, uh, anything that starts to go spindly, usually to me is an indicator of uh, it's looking for some light. So uh, I, he doesn't say what he's doing for, for lights, but if he's got a, um, some lights, I would definitely get them on and around those seedlings to, to help with that. Yeah, it is amazing and because uh, I really notice it like even yesterday um, at our reindeer event Like because the sun, we put up a tent this year to help block the sun and – and so we're not getting the glare on the photos and things like that. And just how low the sun is in the horizon at this time of year, because we're coming up to the shortest day of the year and the sun's way down. Like it, it's, it's way down in the Southern horizon. Yeah. Like it's, it's amazing when you sort of look at it, you think, Oh, it's usually like, if you think of where it sets in the, in the summertime in the summer yep. and then, and then you look at there, it's like, it's over like a ton. So, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't come up that high in the sky. So our days are a lot shorter and we're, you're not getting the intensity of the light. So you definitely need to supplement um, with some additional light. So mm-hmm. that's a good one. So, so Rod, I'd probably look at cooling it off. If you can get a bit of airflow, obviously be careful. Don't put it right up to a window and get, open it up and get that coolness going right. But, Try and get into a cooler spot, um, if possible, and uh, and get a good grow light on there if you can. Um, with the full spectrum lighting, um, will definitely make a big difference. It will help strengthen them up. Um, the one thing though is if lettuce gets really spindly on you, it, it's hard to recoup it. So you might need to just cut it back and let it kind of start fresh again, and uh, and and go from there. But it is in all the herbs and things struggle with that terry at this time of year when you are trying to um grow them like you just you do need that additional light at this time yeah for sure you do there's just no replacement for that um and and if if the plants aren't getting the right amount of light they're they're going to let you know because they aren't going to look right so they'll very quickly tell you 
Um, and lights don't have to be super expensive, um, like even just some bulbs, um, some grow bulbs in uh, some existing lamps that you have um, works really well. Absolutely. Too. You can get yep. super fancy if you want to, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't take a lot to, to give them what they need. No, we have the ones that just screw right into a regular. We we have the bigger grow lights, the 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 sort of the kits and all that as well. But right. also we have the ones that if you just want to screw them into an existing light socket, um, they'll give you that full spectrum light, um, which which you do need for for you growing into your house. And it's also good for you as well, like getting that uh, um, just some of that full spectrum light into you if you're not outside that much. It, it, it's definitely helpful with that. One thing I will say is uh, um, my lemon tree is this, it's setting out so many buds right now. Like I got uh, tons and tons of blooms about to come on it. Like it started about three or four weeks ago and I sort of starting to see the little lemons in there um, starting to set. And so I got a ton of ball or a ton of blooms on there and they're just so fragrant. So it's kind of interesting. They set right now. So that must be somewhat, um, I don't know if that's typically when they set more bud in, in December when they're growing down in Florida and that, and then produce some heavy into the summer. Because um, it, uh, it takes quite a long time to get a mature lemon onto your, from from bloom to uh, harvest. It's sort of six to eight months on when you're trying to do it inside at least. So, so you'll anyways, have lemons probably come summer then. Is yeah. that right? Hopefully, maybe just in time for uh, on lemonade. the patio. I can, yeah, a little bit yeah. of lemonade and right. uh, sitting outside enjoying it. So that'll be, <laughs> long as I don't, uh, long as I don't kill it uh, this time. No, and, uh, don't don't do and, that. And, no, let it dry out too much. The one time and lose all the leaves, I'll trigger that. Um, what else do we got going here? We got one more text on the line. We got. What is the name of the spray that used on houseplants to kill all the little bugs that are living in the soil? And that's from Earl. There's a couple things you can do, but one of the best remedies on that is using the mosquito dunk. So what it is, it's a looks like a little puck sort of thing, for lack of a better term. It's a little round puck that's a granular all stuck together. And you stick that in your water jug um, overnight, and you let it steep into your water can. And then the next morning, pull the pull the um, mosquito dunk out, and then let it dry because you can reuse it, and uh, and then just water your plants with that uh, that solution, that steeped mosquito dunk tea, and and that will it, what it does is it kills the the eggs and all that stuff of those because they're the same family as the mosquito, so it eliminate that. And the other thing to do, Earl, is is cut back on your watering and just cultivate the top of your soil, either run your fingers through the soil in your house plants or, or get a little fork or uh, some sort of stick to circulate, like cultivate the top of the soil to help air it out and just let your plants dry in between watering. doesn't mean like they don't need to like bone dry, but let them dry out um, on the top for once you see them dry, leave them for a couple more days at this time of year. Um, you can let your plants dry out and it's not going to hurt them at all. Um, but I do need to take a quick break. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines will be wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR.
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Gardening, And uh, if you, again, if you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And we do have a call. We're going to go to Marty. Good morning, Marty. Morning, Merle. Hey, how um, can we help you? Question for you. We have a cherry tree in our yard. It's three years old. I was out walking around yesterday. And last year when it was bearing fruit, I put a thin mesh net over top of it. And what looks to have happened, I didn't notice till now, it looks to have kind of pushed the top down a little bit. Yeah. Bent it. Can I, in the spring, can I take a piece of dowling and tie that together so it straightens it back up? Or will it straighten itself up? Or is it something Mark needs to come out and look at? Or um, No, you should be able to just do that. Like you can just, if it's just, if the, if the branches are still pretty flexible, and which cherries they are until they get a little bit bigger. Okay. Um, you should be able to straighten out. It'll probably straighten out itself a bit as well. But if you do want to use like a bamboo stake or something and just watch, you don't leave it on there very long or or just use some of that foam tie you get. We have those plant ties. Oh, yeah. Just watch you don't use anything that's going to dig in and just don't leave it too long. And it won't take long, like two or three weeks. Um, it'll straighten back up and sort of, and then you're good to go. I okay. had a, the big weeping willow I had in my backyard the wind one day got it going, so I, I pull it over, sort of trying, just sort of like doing uh, your stretches in the morning <laughs> before you go work out or something. I was just pulling it, trying to get it back, and then I staked it up just to get it because it it had bent its tissues too much the other way, and right. it took me about three or four weeks, but it it basically straightened out. Took a little bit of time, but a lot of those plants, like, and you can see, like when we train things to do a spoliers or or different uh, pruning techniques of formations and and shaping. Like those trees will grow whatever direction we kind of point them and uh, encourage them. And if it's by training them with a stick like you're talking, um, should be no problem at all. So what's the solution then for next year? You know, instead of the birds eating all the berries, in in regards to putting a netting on, do I want something so that I'm pushing it obviously higher above the tree? So yeah, not- and that's and that's tough to do too, right? Unless you like you strap some like a pole, like with a like with a Y on top of it, and sort of have it attached to the trunk of the tree, and sort of, and then you throw the netting over top of that, right? right? Yeah, I was just looking um, some different ideas online. I haven't found one yet, but yeah, I was because uh, that's yeah the only thing I can think of is is to put it above the tree and, and bring that netting yeah over and you can try maybe a bit of a deterrent like maybe one of those owl deterrent one of those those owls that have the bobblehead yeah um, yeah I've got one something like that okay. uh, but sometimes I, they work for a while but I'm not sure if they work like when you have a big tree of nice juicy cherries it's hard <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, Come I think I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to dive in and uh, and take my chances. I think I can yeah. outfly that owl is what they're thinking. Well, they're right? so good. So. Like if you can harvest them, they are so good. But, oh yeah. Um, what what type of cherry do you got growing? Uh, it's just a smaller. It's a sour cherry. Okay, nice. I don't, I don't yeah, know, but they're they're pretty good. There's some good varieties, and like you said, if you get them to maturity, um, they're they're actually really good. So right on. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Thanks, Marty. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Terry, what any, like, that is one problem. Like, we finally, we work hard, we get our fruit production up, and then uh, you got to contend with uh, <laughs> with the with the predators that also want to share in your harvest. Any? Our bird friends, yeah. Uh, the biggest thing is just keeping an eye um, on, your, on your harvest, <clears throat> knowing when it's, you know, um, coming up close to being ready. 
um, I, you know, get that netting on there maybe a week or two before. Um, and uh, as soon as that, as soon as the fruit is ready, um, harvest, and then pull that netting off, right? So it doesn't need to be on there for all of that long. Maybe a period of, you know, three plus or minus uh, weeks. But uh, yeah, that's what I would do there. It's just know what you're the trees in your yard are doing right so yeah and another thing i probably should have mentioned to to marty is also pruning the trees so similar when you drive through bc and when you go up into the cherry orchards and if you look at most of them they're 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 pruned horizontally so they so it makes it a lot easier to harvest um so you're kind of creating a bit of flat tops on your upper branches so they're not going straight up um, we kind of get them going a little bit more horizontal, and then it is a little bit easier to to put a li- if you do need to protect them with a with a bird mashing things right. like that. You're not um, if it getting 15, 16 feet up in the air, it gets a little bit harder to to deal with that. Um, so yeah, so a couple of things like you said, the the netting just don't leave it on there so long as well, and then um, also you can help out with a bit of pruning to begin with as well and, you, and obviously you don't want to use any sprays and stuff because um it's going to affect the taste of those uh nice juicy juicy t- cherries that we're finally getting growing here in in alberta um and i'm looking forward to uh like i said i always like the pears if you can get those going there's there's a bit of fruit you can grow here and we did get some of the peaches that we've ordered up so we're going to try and grow some of those and uh and yeah, see how they fun. are yeah, yeah. Looking you never know, right? Like we'll see. Yeah. And from I remember hearing, and I don't know if anybody's out in the Strathmore area. Um, from there used to be an orchard up there of some sort that had some apricots because there's some hardy apricots, there's hardy plums, and there was a story of some peaches up in that area, and because there's someone, there's a couple of microclimates up in in the Strathmore area where you do see some lots of tree farms and people growing. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if anybody remembers or any have any uh, um, recollection of that. So I remember Wade Hartwell talking about that um, when I started doing the show with him, sort of ten years ago, whatever it was that uh, that that was going on before that time. So, and we have Grandma called us and uh, she sent in a text. She goes. Um, she'd love to come see the reindeer. She goes, can you assure me that I won't get run over by them? Well, we're going to do our best. <laughs> Grandma won't get run over by a reindeer. Um, but they were, um, Wade, um, and he's the handler for Santa. He, he, he looks after the reindeer for Santa. And they were, they were, I've never seen them do this to him. Like they were putting their, their, their head down and, uh, giving him a push in the butt to get him going. Like it was, it was actually really interesting. And I said, wait, they've never, I haven't seen them. He goes, I know. He goes, I don't know what's going on today. There was three <laughs> or four of them that were sort of just giving him a push in the butt with their, with their antlers gently. But it was, it was actually pretty funny. It was, they're, they're walking behind him and they're pushing him out of the pen. Like get going, Wade, like, let's hurry up. So, um, uh, anyways, lots of fun. And, uh, and it is funny at first thing in the morning when they get there, they're, they're all hyped up and they're running around, they're rutting sort of, I don't know, 
it's doing their stance for position, I guess, or whatever they do, playing the reindeer games. But the reindeer by the games, end of the yeah. day, end of the day, they're all just sleeping. And there's one you could see him. He had his uh, the rapid eye movement. You hear about that people when they're dreaming, they get oh, the yeah. REMs, and you could see him. He was just dreaming away about something, probably just waiting <laughs> to to fly around and uh, deliver all those beautiful presents and stuff. So, um, anyways, it, it was it was it's pretty interesting watching them throughout the day how they how they react and uh, and do the thing and but it's it's kind of it's pretty awesome when they get uh, in with Santa and for the photos they just stand there usually really really nice and and we're, we got some great pictures um, yesterday so again if you want to join us down there today we're doing it between 11 and 4 and if you want to join Terry and I phone lines are wide open 403 974-8255. we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770-CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. Um, we have uh, our fresh cut trees, so I thought we should do a quick reminder of that and to keep them fresh. Um, Terry, so I'm, I'm going to come down and buy a tree. What 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 happens down there in the tree lot? When am I going to pick out my my nice uh, Douglas fir tree? Yeah, and uh, get <clears throat> so, ready to set up. What's what's going to happen down there at Spruce It Up? So you'll find uh, we've got all the trees um, stood up uh, on end. And um, <clears throat> you'll come through, um, lots of choice there still, and um, find that, that perfect, perfect tree. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll put a fresh cut on the bottom of that for you. Uh, we encourage you to, uh, if we do that for you, um, that you take it home and put it in water right away. If you're not planning on um, putting your tree up um, immediately, um, do that cut at home just before you put it in the water. Um, if you, if you're going to wait maybe a week, uh, we're only two weeks away, but some people, you know, do wait right to the very end to put it up. Um, keep it out of the sunlight, out of the wind, uh, maybe wrapped up in a tarp inside of the house or something. But, um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll give you a hand to take it out to your car. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, a. Uh, it, it, but it is so important. Um, like you said, the fresh cut and the water, the first four yes. or five days, like it's amazing how much they we'll drink because you got to, yeah. yeah, it's rehydrating itself because <clears throat> you got to remember in the forest the trees typically they download some of their moisture um, back into the ground over the winter time and then they upload it in the spring. So a lot of times when they're cutting the trees down, they've already downloaded some of their moisture. So when we when we go to put them up in the house, you do the fresh cut, put them in the water. They're looking to rehydrate, and and they can drink um, one, two liters a day easily. easily. So yeah, yeah. So so just ensure that you really check them. Um, always check them throughout the whole season, but r super important the first three or four days um, to get that tree rehydrated. And I'm always amazed at how much they drink and um, put a little bit of that uh, Christmas tree preservative in the water. Um, it does make a, a big difference. Keeps the 
the capillaries open so it can able to drink the water, which is uh, super important. And because no one wants a crispy tree <laughs> when no. you get uh, into on December 24th or something. It's nice to be able to let it sit through the season a bit. Uh, and some people like to leave it in up over New Year's and that. So, But if you do that, there should be no reason why it won't last that long. Um, as long as you get the water into it and do those couple things, you can uh, have a nice fresh tree right through the whole season and and just get that uh, that fragrance going through the house, which is nice. Nothing beats and that. The, I mean, just always hits you as you walk around the corner into the Christmas tree lot. That smell just is, yeah. I know sometimes we get used to it. And you yeah. kind of you forget, and then it's it's good when you've been upstairs for the day up in the office or something. You go back down there and you're just like, ah, oh, that smells yeah. pretty nice. Like it's a, it's it's good. And then when you get new people coming in, um, and then they just talk about it, then it kind of reminds you of uh, how nice it is out there. Yeah. And uh, and it's good. Like and like you're saying, the the guys out in the Christmas tree lot, they will strap they will it on your car if you need sure. and. Uh, tied on there we have we have twine available and uh so all ready to go for the for that as well and and we do have the douglas fir trees we are doing the traditional western canadian uh christmas trees this year um and we have lots of great arrangements and that's another thing lots of the the cedar boughs some pine boughs we still have left and if you are doing any of that if you're gonna if you like to stick those in your pots outside don't forget to get the wilt proof um, onto any of your greenery, especially if you bring it in inside. Um, it just seals that up, and they'll last three or four times as long if if, if you didn't have that uh, yeah, wilt proof sprayed such, onto such the foliage. Yeah. yeah, it's it's huge. And I know uh, Chris and uh, Carolyn and Donna and Val have been working hard down there um, putting together all the great arrangements. Um, we have Grinch trees, we have gnomes, we have um, big outdoor pots if you need. And I know they started doing the table centers um, last week. So, and if you want anything custom, they'll they'll do that as well. So you just got to go chat with them and uh, let them know what they're looking for. But they've been hard at work creating all those uh, beautiful designs for the for the season, which is which is awesome. So, um, yeah, just it goes by so quick, and I, I just I. Like it's already December the eleventh. They kind of like we got one one more week, week and a bit. Um, kind of left when it's still busy, and then um, off into Boxing Day. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it's it's just it's crazy how fast it, it goes. And uh, and uh, I'll be down at uh, in Vegas before you know it at the gift show of buying Christmas all over again for next year. <laughs> so it's uh, it's part of what uh, you do or. Is that everything's done a year in advance, kind of thing? So it's it's interesting how this how it all works. So, but anyway, I totally enjoy it. Lots of fun. Um, how how are you making out on the tree? We talked a little bit yesterday. It was actually Wade was looking for some um, the guy who looks after the reindeer for Santa. He was hoping to get some huckleberries. He wants um, huckleberries, yeah. So we're gonna see if we can find some of those. Because they look like a blueberry, I sort of did a little bit of research on those. They are um, in that same yeah that same family as blueberries. Um, I'll have to chat with Wade a little bit just to to find out um, what he's got for uh, for uh, be a little bit more protected space. It's just outside of our zone, um, huckleberries, um, about as starting about zone five. 
So not to say it can't be done, but it's, you know, for those folks that do like to, to push zones, and I'm one of them, um, <clears throat> certainly something that, uh, you know, we could, could entertain maybe with some, some mulching and, and fighting it right uh, in his yard. So we'll have a chat with him and see if we can come up with something there for him. Yeah, and I thought I was looking yesterday. I thought I'd seen a couple of varieties that might have been uh, zone mm-hmm. four, um, which um, is a little bit more cohesive with uh, with us here in Calgary um, and uh, we'll see uh, if we can maybe find some that are a little bit hardier for us but right now we do have to take a quick break for a couple commercials you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. If you'd like to give us a shout, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And I do have one caller on the line. We're going to go to Gordon. Good morning, Gordon. Good morning, Merle. Hey, uh, how are you? Good, good. Um, I have two orchids, and I got them from work about two years ago, April 2021. And as soon as I got them home, I put uh, I um, put new um, medium in, in repotted them in, uh, for, for a better lack of a better word. And one of them has finally uh, about a month ago put out a branch and I have two, four, at least six blossoms ready to, to uh, buds ready to blossom. And the other one has, has uh, just done nothing. It's just uh, brought up uh, shoots. So I'm just wondering, should I switch them around from on, on the table they are on or what? Um, no, if they're doing really good where they're at right now, I would just leave them in the same same area. They don't they, they don't need to get moved around if they're getting if they're in a good bright location right now. Um, I think I think you'll be they'll they'll just be happy. And I really we were talking about the orchids yesterday um, when we were sitting in the greenhouse. There we're we're looking at them and and Melissa was doing some pruning of some of the existing orchids we had in the store because they're one of the like I find them sometimes they're a little bit pricey when you first purchase one. But you, you get three or four months out of the bloom, and which is which is awesome. And plus, they'll bloom again. Where a lot of the flowering plants that you get at home, like a azalea or a chrysanthemum, or some of them are really hard to get to bloom again. But the orchid, if you find a good bright location, um, just water it properly every couple of weeks, fertilize sort of once every month or so. It it'll just keep producing blooms for you all the time. So if you get a good spot, Gordon, I wouldn't move it around. Okay, because I only have east exposure. I live in a condominium, so I just yeah. have east exposure. So that's basically it. Yeah. So th- Which isn't too bad. Um, like I said, keep it a little bit closer to the window. But if you, f- if you are getting it to bloom, that's telling me that it does have enough. Um, so you should be good to go on that. It, my thoughts on that. So... Um, I, I think you'd be okay. Okay, because I'm uh, because the one is uh, I brought in my succulents 
now you know who I am. Yeah. Uh, and the one, uh, the one orchid is is basically hiding behind uh, the pot of this succulent, and I'm just wondering if I should just switch them around, see if that'll help the uh, one that's not blooming. Um, you could, but if if there's a way you could get, because if you move the one that's blooming out of the light, it, it's I would I would just try to get it in all of them within as much light as possible. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Thanks, Gordon. Okay. Bye. 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 Um, it, it is hard, but I, a lot of plants when they find their spots, hey Terry, like they kind of like they don't need to get moved around a ton. Like they kind of get accustomed to it. Sort of like us in our favorite chair. You kind of, if you walk into the living room and someone's sitting in your chair, you're kind of like, that's right. Huh, what's what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. no, it, it can take a, I've had that too, where I've brought some things home and, you know, they very quickly tell you that, hey, I'm not, not happy here. But once, once you do learn to, to, to know what they need um, and, and they're doing great um, and you get them doing great, um, yeah, let them go. Let them, you know, just have that, that's assigned space and um, keep them Absolutely. happy. Yep. Okay, perfect. All right, and we got to take a break for the news. If you want to join us after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I am here with Terry Kemper. And if you'd like to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And if you're wondering what to do today, um, just wanted to remind you, Santa and the reindeer are down at Spruce It Up. So if you want to come down and visit, uh, you can see Santa and the reindeer. And we are booking photos with Santa if you decide you want to... Uh, Go sit uh, with in the sleigh with Santa and the reindeer and get some nice photos. We have a professional photographer there as well um, taking pictures. And uh, there is a fee for, for the photos. But if you just want to come down and see the reindeer and have some snacks and treats, we got lots of that stuff all free of charge. So come down and uh, have a chocolate bar, a muffin, and uh, a cup of coffee and some hot chocolate if you like. And uh, Brad will have the fires going. We have a few heaters going, so we're doing everything to try and keep things uh, warm and toasty out there, Terry. Yeah, I was out there for a bit yesterday uh, around that fire, and uh, boy, was that ever nice. Yeah, it was just added another um, another element to the experience. But uh, yeah, got uh, the reindeer a few feet away, and then um, fire pit, you know, um, on the other side of the, of the lot there, and yeah, it was really nice. I just, um, uh, just on a personal level, I just uh, removed my, um, I, we we bought an older home that we're renovating and stuff like that. So I just removed the, the gas insert that they had in the fireplace, and they they actually had a really nice. It's a nice big wood fireplace, um, in really really good shape. Had the chimney guy out to check it out, and has a really a good flue. 
and a damper that actually screws in and out and actually works. It opens and closes, and uh, I WD that up. And uh, it's just nice having a real fire. Just, real uh, fire, yeah. Yeah, I was trying to give the flames some good luck. Thought I'd have a flame and fire, but that didn't work last night against Toronto. So I'll have to come up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm superstitious. <laughs> Um, but, uh, anyways, it, it is, it's just nice having, uh, having a fire going like that. And, uh, and like you said, this adds that little element and especially outside, like you said, Brad and, uh, Bryce yesterday had the fires going like crazy. Yeah. So, they had set up is, real nice up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we, we sell those fire pits as well. So yeah. Anyways, um, come down for a visit. Um, I'll be roaming around there after the show. If you want to say hi, don't don't hesitate to say hi to me. If you have any questions, I'm always happy to to chat about plants when we're roaming around the store. So happy to do that. And we do have one caller on the line right now. Let's go to David. Good morning, David. Good morning. How can we help you? Well, I've got a couple of amaryllis bulbs that are oh, three or four years old. Um, I brought them up in October. One of them has run up two shoots. One's done okay. blooming. The second one will be blooming for Christmas. The other one's nice. staying there. Should I repot it, or is there a fertilizer that I could maybe encourage it to get a bud uh, up Sometimes there? I would just maybe move it to a little bit warmer spot. Um, does it? Can you see a little a little bump in the center at all, or anything? I've been looking for it, but nothing. It's, okay, but it's still firm. Still solid. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I would just I would just maybe move it to a little sunnier spot. Um, maybe just get a bit more sun on it. And uh, uh, repotting it, well, I don't think will do anything. Um, it's just, it's just sitting there waiting. As long as it's not mushy, no. And if it's nice and firm, I, it's just, it's just sitting there waiting to, to shoot up. See, it knows that the other one's taking the limelight first, and then <laughs> the second one's going to come up it, behind there. <laughs> um, when I water it to keep it, you know, keep the soil moist, should I use a fertilizer in it or just straight water um, it? You could, um, again, for the most part, it's already loaded up. If you if you've uh, if you fed it last year when it was shutting down, um, yeah. that's typically when you want to upload your your thing, upload the bulb. You could give it a little bit, like a like twenty 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 or fifteen thirty fifteen, if you wanted to, yeah. or Rage Plus. Um, but for the most part, it sometimes they just take a little bit longer. Like I said, it's just sitting there. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird. Like they had. You know, three months rest in the basement, and the both come up at the same time, and the one took off like a scared rabbit, and the other one sits. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's nature, right? Sometimes they're all, like I said, I said you just want to look for those few things and yeah. just don't water it too much. Again, you don't want to get it too soggy, let it dry really good in between yeah. waterings because it does hold quite a bit of moisture in there. Uh-huh. Um, one thing you could do is if you do want to just pop it out of the if you have if you have yeah. extra time, you want to pop it out of the out of the soil. Just see if there's any white roots or anything started on the bottom of it. Uh huh. Um, if not, you could maybe just sit it in a bowl of water, and sort of like those bulb vases oh, that you see. That they sell, yeah. yeah, yeah, and just let it sit in in water, like in the bottom of a bowl or something, for yeah. a few days, and to just help maybe get it activated. But uh, I I think I would just move it to some sun. Move it a little closer to the window if you could, yeah. and uh, I think that'll help activate it and get it going. One's the traditional red, and this one's a red and white. So oh, I nice. don't know if there's any difference on Is the one. red one done first? or? Oh, yeah. 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 And like I say, the second shoot on it will be blooming by Christmas. 
So, yeah, it sounds like you got your timing perfect. And then if we can get this one coming up behind, yeah. you're going to enjoy two couple months of uh, blooming amaryllis in your house. Might have it for Easter if it does something. There, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thank you very much. All right, thanks, David. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, Terry, that's um, it's always tricky, right, when you're dealing that you think, well, you plant two trees the same, right, and you get them, and then one blooms before the other one or one blooms more and you and you try and think why does why don't they just do it together right and yeah, uh, that's right sometimes despite our best efforts uh they have their own plan right <clears throat> so i mean so long as you're doing um setting them up for success and doing everything uh you possibly can then you sort of have to let go and uh let them do their their thing in, in good time right absolutely yeah and uh if the bulb's not mushy, that's a good thing. <clears throat> and and sometimes, like I said, when they come up staggered, sometimes that's not uh, a bad thing either, right? You sort of get – you can enjoy the blooms of that one, and then the second one comes up, and, uh, and it's going in same similar to the ones that you pulled up. They were in the packages, and then you potted them up at the store. They were all curled over like a big giraffe neck. Yeah. And uh, – you took them out of the bag, potted them up, and they straightened right up. They straightened right up, yeah. So, um, I w- I'm, I'm a little bit of a sucker for stuff like that. Uh, if I see something struggling, I sort of will keep an eye on it, and I'm like, okay, I got to pot these things up. So I did that to a few, and then uh, <clears throat> the rest of the bulbs we had, I, I've got those potted up too, just to um, if folks want to get a, an amaryllis that's already started, um, we've kind of um, got some going there. So. Absolutely. Um, and and in the this time of year it is nice to bring a little bit of color into the house. I'm I'm like I'm a more I'm a traditionalist. I, I do like the red point set is. I don't mind the white as well. I like the white. Um I'm not as big on the pink ones as much, but I, I'm a bit more of a traditionalist, but I know a lot of people really enjoy the 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 pink and the or the tricolor um point set is. Um I'm I'm a sort of a the silver and gold sort of this the traditional <laughs> um, Christmas stuff and uh, and and it kind of works. It's, it's amazing when we're down at the shows, what direction they take Christmas like every in it. And we had some gorgeous. I know we brought in some some peacock colors and some purples and a bit flashier than I would typically. And a lot of people bought that and it looks awesome, right? Like that's that's the hard thing. And uh, I'm glad with our team that we have different eyes on things and and Suzanne when she's putting out all the all the displays in the store and I know Chris was helping her this year um they did an awesome job just uh, to not just think what they would do at their house and you have to broaden your horizons and 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 think about um what the uh, what your neighbor might want or that person over there or different areas right so it, it's 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 interesting and uh, very proud of our team. They've done an awesome job of uh, of setting all the cr- different Christmas displays up this year. And yeah, this year have it looks great. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I see, and I still I, I mentioned this before. I'll come into the store and and you'll see a, a, a group of ladies or a, a couple, and you'll be in there. And I'll come in at like ten o'clock, say or something. And then I go upstairs for an hour and a half or something. You come back down, and they're still roaming around. You think. Holy, what can you do for an hour and a half? But there it is, like <laughs> happy, and they go, "Oh, you have so much stuff," and you don't realize it because we go in and out every day. You sort of you forget, yeah. um, 
all, all the selection and the different things. So it's it's a good way to to kill a couple hours out of the heat or out of the cold. Out of the come cold, out yeah. and uh, and uh, look around the store and uh, typically find some lots of great gift ideas as well. Um, whether you want to do some plants, but for your gardener, a good set of gloves. We got those back out. Um, lots of different little uh, tools for for the gardener. A good like if you get a good set of pruners, there's nothing better, right? Like it's something you hang on to. I just looked at mine upstairs, and I noticed someone had them upstairs for some reason, and I'm like, huh. What are you doing? Like they're my initial on them. Why is someone else using my? Why, why are they using my? Yeah, they're probably being used to cut a wire or something. <laughs> I'm not say, sure. It wasn't me. I didn't touch them. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is at home. I, oh, I usually keep them um, out of my office. I have my little set that I have. I because I like it. Like I like you said, you kind of like you have your set of pruners that yeah, you, you know how they feel in your hand. You grab them and then when you go out to do some pruning, you know that. They're going to work for you. They're sharp or whatever, or or whatever. There's nothing worse than picking up somebody else's tool. And they're so right. sticky, you can't, they don't come apart or <laughs> pull a sap or they're dull. Right. And you're, and you're just trying to gnaw on it like a, like a, a beaver with dull teeth. And, right. uh, no, anyways. no, no gardener will ever turn down a good set of pruners as a gift. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so, sort of what I'm saying, if you, if you do want to come down, we have tons of uh, gift ideas for the gardeners, or you could also do the gift cards, which is also um, a lot of people don't mind that too, because then you can come pick out what you want or or pick out a plant um, for the yard next spring and uh, and things like that. So lots lots of different ideas in the gardening world, and uh, it's hard. My son is asking me what I wanted, and it's harder as you get old. I'm 55 this year. I I don't know, and I said I just want you and your sister to get along all year. <laughs> I'm just kind of joking, but you know that that's this nice stuff now, eh? As you get older, yeah. eh? You just you, how about you two just get along, and uh, and then Merry he asks what else to me all year round, and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I said I'm pretty fortunate. I have a good little family, so and uh, we should probably take a quick break, Terry. If anybody wants to join all us, right. phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. Um, Terry and I will be here to take your calls or text right here on 770-CHQR. Welcome back. Let's talk gardening and let's talk gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's Christmas destination. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. We got all the bling down there. Lots of Christmas bling, lots of uh, lots of decor, lots of decorations. And uh, we just got a bunch of new candles in too that uh, bring that uh, great Christmas fragrance into the house. So uh, lots of lots of gift ideas and different fun stuff down there at the garden center. And we got Karen text us, Terry. She goes, that's right, Merle, don't touch my tools. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right, we got uh, – so I just got to say a little comment this morning. We've had uh, just gentlemen phoning in this morning. So what's up, ladies? Are you guys sleepy, sleepy? Huh? 403-974-8255. 
We've had all just gentlemen calling in this morning. Right now we got Ron. Let's go to Ron. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Well, I've got a non-related Christmas question, but a few years back we purchased a rural property in central Alberta, just about 20 miles northwest of Sylvan Lake. Okay. On that property, we've got lots of spruce trees, huge spruce trees, lots of poplar trees, huge. And we want to try to get some other varieties of trees that will grow in that sort of a climate here. So whether it be, you know, I've heard people talk about Manitoba maples or maybe other birch trees, or but there's only right now the native trees are, are spruce and poplar, very nice trees. I'd like to get some yeah, advice, but what else could uh, we plant? Well, when you're heading up there, are you trying to are you do, trying to do some stuff closer to the house? Are you trying to get a little bit more aesthetics, or you, or you want to keep it all natural? Well, we just want to get some variety. We're going to build a a, a house maybe in oh maybe in five years or something like that, okay. and it's a property we want to hand down to our children and grandchildren. Yeah. So we want to get some uh, legacy variety of trees that will uh, grow here for the long term. You're, when you start getting up in that area, you, there's a lot more you can actually even grow than, say, even in Calgary. Like, not more so, but you don't get the Chinooks as much as we get. So you can even venture into, like, a lot of the nice Ponderosa pines. So if you want to add a bit more evergreen um, yep. texture. Um, lots of the ornamental crabs will do good. Do you get lots of deer, though? Lot, there's lots of deer around there. There's lots of deer. There's elk. There's moose. But a lot of okay. deer. So that's going to be probably your biggest deterrent as well. Like when you get the moose and the elk, like they, you put anything new in there. And you, when you probably look into the forest, you'll see about eight feet down, the bark is already usually a darker color. And that's from them chewing it over the years. And uh, so when you put something new in there, um, they will devour it um <laughs> that makes sense but yeah just and, ponderosa pine might be good yeah yeah they love those um you could even again but when, when you're doing some of these plantings like you could mix in some nice willows like some nice laurel leaf willows um, okay yeah laurel leaf willows are nice i've seen those in a number of places yeah and lindens would do really good up there because if you go to olds college and you're up by there you should just go to the college and walk around the arboretum, and they That's have them all idea. listed. I, will, I, I yeah. will do that because I go there quite often for just taking uh, recreational shop courses at Old College. So I will take your yeah. time to do that. So stop at the at the meat store there, and then you can also go for a walk <laughs> in the arboretum. Oh, and, that's a great uh, idea. Yeah, and uh, if you see my son roaming around the campus there, say hi to Derek, too. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely do that. Thank you very much for your advice. Yeah, so so like you said, and also because what other trees, Terry, would you – again, you got to stay away from the fruit, stay away from the prunus, like mountain ashes and stuff because the deer and that love them, and if they do scar them up, they just die back on you. So okay. you, you want to use ones that can recover willows or get, like I said, in the pines. So you might want to do a bit of uh, perimeter fencing the two. Yeah. I'm um, going to do in that. In a certain area and before you, and, and do it far enough, far enough away from where you're going to do your home. So that way you're not um, where you're going to, where you're going to place your house and things like that. Try and come Correct. up with a, a bit of a long-term plan and, uh, yep. and then you should be good to go. 
that, that sounds good. We're definitely going to do a perimeter fencing and whatnot. So we just wanted to figure out what to do in the long term. But that's and you need great. to go at least eight feet high and with the good game fence because the deer, honestly, in that they'll if it's six feet or seven feet, they just bounce right over it. Yeah. And uh, and the elk and obviously the moose, um, they'll plow right through it if they, <laughs> if they want. So. <laughs> I just know I put up a bunch of, I did, we had a field and we planted a bunch of uh, elm and spruce in a row. We're trying to create a, an entryway to a barbecue area that this, we were doing a project um, just west of Calgary and planted a couple hundred and, and the, like all the forest, like millions of trees, right? But yeah. those elk had to get inside that. And <laughs> and they just they busted through, and then they just they 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 can shred an evergreen in in minutes, right? And they just yeah, like you said, it's it's just the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. They think so. So just to, sure. to forewarn you. So and if you need any of that kind of help, don't be a, don't hesitate to come down and see us at Spruce. Um, I will do we that. Can get you set up and uh, help you out with any of that uh, planting as well. All right. Excellent advice, and you guys had a great show. Thanks, Ron. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And uh, that's – and it's hard, like, hey, Terry, if you are out in the country and you want to introduce some new plantings and things like that, um, the, the the wildlife and the existing people that live there, the animals, you, you do have to keep that in mind because yeah, they, they're, they're there already, right? Yeah. You need to design around that. There's no – there's no. Um, I mean, you can – use some sprays and some deterrents and that kind of stuff but uh i think the best thing to do is sort of <clears throat> work with what you got and like you had mentioned willows so i'd be looking at natives so things that um will react i mean willows are uh, you know something that um you know our forest friends uh, you know naturally you know graze on and they're used to uh they're used to that and they will come back right yeah if they so, get chewed down to the ground a willow yeah, this it'll send out a whole bunch of new shoots the, yeah, it's no. not going to decimate the planting. So I'd be looking at willows and some of our native dogwoods and Saskatoons and that kind of thing. Um, Absolutely. If you, want, if you want to keep some of the – if you want to introduce a deterrent, I would probably look at adding something like uh, some of the uh, the native roses, like the, the woods or the prickly rose that, um, <clears throat> you know, has that less than desirable mouthfeel, you know. Um, yeah, put that on the perimeter so they first taste yeah. that and then maybe don't exactly. want to – yeah, I just find if you get into the bigger critters, the the moose and the elk, um, they don't really care. They just well, no, <laughs> they just tromp <laughs> over. And uh, but it's so like it's awesome when you when you get to see a moose and and uh, and things like that. So in that and a herd of elk or different things, right? If you're lucky enough to have that in your perimeter in your house and that it's it, it, you're you're lucky right you get to see yeah. that and uh enjoy those kind of things but we can uh, definitely help with any of those kind of plantings but right now we got to take a quick break for the news you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Emerald Coombs and phone lines are wide open. We're into our last half hour of the show, 403-974-8255. 
and uh, a couple other things, I guess. Um, when we get these warm little patches, like this week we're going to have a couple um, sort of minus two, but it seems to be warming up a little bit more than they've been forecasting, which is kind of nice, Terry. We've had uh, a couple days, like yeah, even yesterday on my truck, the monitor went up to plus three. So if you, if you do need to... Uh, if your evergreens are looking a little dusty or a little a little dirty, it doesn't hurt to give them a quick little wash off in uh, these warmer days. And then if you want to apply a little bit of uh, wilt proof to your cedars, um, boxwoods, if they're not buried in, under snow, things like that, um, it's good to give them one more shot before we head into the, the deep of winter and uh, help them get protected a little bit. Um, going into the winter season as well. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I would love that if you if you can get and, the hose out there and um, <clears throat> and and give them a, a quick rinse off. Um, they'll uh, they'll definitely yeah, react. they breathe yeah. through their needles, right? So if you help exactly. clean that up, yeah. it just helps them survive the winter. And then also, if you do, I know you and I were chatting chatting with Ron there earlier, just about critters. Um, it's a great time to apply your bob x if you haven't done so already on these little bit warmer days coming up um get the bob x onto your foliage onto your cedars your evergreens and your apple trees you can spray the bark with them and uh just to help and pull any of the snow away from the trunks of your of your apple trees or any of yeah. your s smaller trees that you planted just pull the snow away like sort of six eight inches leave it open, give them a spray, or you could cover it up with some wire. But that's, if it's buried under snow, the mice can get in there and they'll just chew the the bark off the bottom base, six, eight inches of the base of your, your trees. And then when it melts in the spring, it's an unwanted surprise that you want. It's, uh, and those that will do your trees in. So it's a, it's a long winter, right? We, we do have more winter than summer, typically in our zone, Terry. So yeah, these are... Yeah, and and there's still it's considered it is gardening. You still so there is gardening chores and different things that that we need to do um, throughout the winter as well. Like it's it's doing those washing out the the spruce trees, your evergreens, um, protecting from some of the critters and the mice and different things that you're going to have coming in. Looking, it's a great time to look at your trees for the structure. If you see lots of crisscrossing branches, time to do some pruning. Um, calling Mark and the guys down at Prune Up, get them get a time set up, and he'll he'll come out and he gives you a free assessment, free quotes. Um, if you want to learn a little bit of what what's going on with your trees or what what you think he can get you set up on a, on a good pruning program. And typically, Mark says you sort of once you get set up. Sort of, it's every two to three years. Like you shouldn't need to see your pruner every year, um, your arborist. Um, sort of, if you see him um, every two to three years, is typically what Mark has has a lot of his long term customers coming in and uh, and dealing with the trees on an ongoing basis. And then you just have nice, healthy trees that are going to sustain the winds, are going to sustain those heavy snowfalls and uh and uh, give you those years of enjoyment hopefully because it, it's an investment right like it's uh, and if, you, if you're not looking after them it, it is tough so look after your trees and shrubs as best you can with with good maintenance 
and uh, and and also any of your other plants. Do you do anything with with your perennials, Terry? Or are you like me? Like I say, just I'm a bit of a procrastinator with the perennials. Just sort of let them go for the winter. Like just I don't cut them back or or do anything like that. Yeah, if, if it's a perennial that doesn't do a whole lot um, in terms of you know adding a lot of um, architecture or structure through the winter. I'll you know tend to tidy those up like you know for example you know daily stems that kind of thing after the bloom's done I'll pull yeah. all those tidy that up but other things that 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 leave that winter interest like you know the rubecchia um, heads uh, chickadees love those um, the uh, like coneflowers uh, sedums any of that stuff that you know uh, adds that visual interest uh, through the winter I leave that on there. Absolutely. And um, you created your annual bird arrangement? <laughs> it's turning into an annual. I guess it's the, the second one now. So, um, yeah, that's always fun to do. It's a bit of a rustic uh, take on the Christmas arrangement, but um, I, we're fortunate. Um, we've got a, uh, <clears throat> a, a great uh, resource behind us here at the store uh, down below. Um, and I'll generally do a wander through there and, and try to pull some some elements out of there to, to work in there. And so everything that's in there is um, from our property. Um, we got some dogwood. There's uh, um, some uh, tarragana uh, that's out by the road, some branches in there. Yeah. Uh, just different things like that. There's some alders, some, some gnarly old. Uh, there's even some dead branches in there too. Um, yeah. With, with the idea of... Uh, um, sort of creating this, you know, haven for for the birds. So I call it sort of this this winter bird uh, feeder. Um, I, I love the idea, and it and it's work like it like the birds are like and you you add a bit of uh, you've added some of the bird feeder rings and stuff in there. Um, but man, like the birds are in there like crazy already, and I've seen um, a few different ones than just the sparrows and things like that. Um, so I, I love it. I think it's great. And it's, uh, it's a great way to fill up a big, if you have a big pot and that you have over the winter in your yard and you, you want to add a bit of a feature, like create, um, an arrangement like that, where it's going to last throughout the whole winter. Cause you don't have a lot of evergreen and stuff in it. And it's going to just give you that, uh, that element for the, for the whole winter. And you can keep adding a bit of bird feed in there and, uh, the birds love it, and they go. They feel like they're in a little dense, uh, yeah, little bush, and and they also get a little bit of a treat. So, I I love it. I think it's great, and it's it's just neat seeing the different birds in there. So, anyways, lots of fun, and uh, but that's a good thing to do um, for the birds for the winter. And then even when we talk about that, I know when we have Myrna on, which we'll have her on in January. Um, talking about what to do with the Christmas trees after. And and a lot of times she recommends just lay it out in the backyard. Um, and you want to remove it once you get into closer to March or April. But through this dense, through January, February, March sort of thing, it's nice to give them a little bit of a hiding spot and a little bit of a shelter. And the, the evergreen will do that if you put your, your Christmas tree out in the garden for the winter and uh, – put it in a spot that you can maybe see from the window so you can create a little bit of that reality TV, see the different birds that will come in and, uh, and hide in those spots. And, uh, and like I said, if you want to add a bit of those, uh, those tree rings or the bird feeder rings, 
and typically one of those those are and those are locally done we have a, a um a lady just uh west of calgary her and her daughter create these bird rings and they're doing fundraiser and they make these gorgeous tree rings and different bird feeding um rings and balls and different things that uh you can just put out in your yard and uh and knowing that they're locally done and uh, and also feeding the local birds yeah it works well we um so in that arrangement, we have a sort of a double-hooked uh, shepherd hook. So we yep. have the, the bird seed ring on, on one of the hooks and then a, just a traditional uh, feeder type um, on the other. Um, there's also uh, occasionally through the winter, I'll, I'll heat up um, a block of, uh, you know, some of the, some of the suets and stuff. Yeah. Um, just heat it up, and then we'll go out and just smear that uh, suet on some of the branches and some of the. There's uh, some some big verbascum um, seed heads on there. Uh, they love that. They just oh, okay on, on that. So it's kind of like cool. you know try to switch it up for them too. You know so that you know it's a little different every time they come for uh, for a feed. Yeah. So if you come down to spruce it up, it's just sitting just at the front of the tree lot, and yeah, it's right, right by our right green kashak. Yeah, and right by. Uh, where Santa and the reindeer are right now, but next weekend they won't be there, but the arrangement will still be there through the winter. So if you want to stop by and get a little bit of inspiration from Terry's creation, um, don't hesitate to do that. we got to take a quick break. Um, when we get back, if you want to uh, give us a call, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper, and he is the manager of the tree lot and perennial section and does all the buying for those uh, departments as well. And if you want to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. And we do have Donna on the line. Good morning, Donna. Good morning. Good beautiful snowflake morning. The snowflakes are big right now. <laughs> Yeah, down. it's a little bit, eh? I yeah. haven't actually. I'm uh, I'm stuck downstairs at my house in my office, so <laughs> I don't even have a window where I'm looking out. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, you can look out later. They're coming down yeah. pretty big now. I wanted to ask about a Christmas cactus that my husband bought, brought me home. It was beautiful pink, and it was all blooming, and it quit blooming, and now it has a whole bunch of new buds on it. But okay. I'm finding out the buds are falling off, and I don't know why. They look healthy and nice, but the buds are falling off before they open. Um, typically, that happens if overwatering, ah. and yeah, and that sort of. So just watch. You just want to keep it like let it dry a little bit, but not like don't let it go bone dry. Like just and then just good even watering. Mm -hmm. Typically. When we get a plant blooming, a lot of times we tend to kill them with kindness a bit. We kind of think we got to do a bit more to them. <laughs> so, and at this time of year, it, it, they're not going to use a whole lot of moisture. So you might water every couple weeks, even. 
So, oh, that's my mistake. I even gave up more water this morning because I thought maybe it wants more water. Well, that's what we think, right? It, and then sometimes it's like us, right? Like when you don't feel well, you don't want to eat, right? So, and sometimes we get them sick a bit, then we we push more on them. And yeah. So what you can do, um, Donna, is just maybe put it into a brighter spot and then just poke a couple holes in the soil, help dry it out. Just run your fingers through the top of the soil help let it dry out a bit and uh and just lay off on the water okay and and uh yeah that should definitely help but just yeah hold off on the water just let it dry in between okay thanks i wondered what the problem is and that's it thank you so yeah. much yeah no and we as uh, people we tend to do that we think okay what else can i do for that thing right like i i, I need to do something so yeah anyway so Thank Sometimes you. just neglected a bit. Perfect. Thanks, Donna. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Yeah, and we see that a lot with plants when we see them come in, and we see a lot of the the fungus gnats and things like that, Terry, at this time of year with people. Yeah. Um, and like you say, we, we tend to want to, I guess, do as much as we can for them and, and, and kill them with that kindness. So, And those fungus gnats are a clear indicator that, uh, if you've got that going on, then you're definitely overwatering. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and we we got a, a quick text, and it just says, "If huckleberries grow wild in Prince George, why can't they grow here? Um, is it the Chinook?" And part of it is that is the is the is the humidity level as well, and and our Chinooks do a lot of those softer fruits. In, right they, they just they, they can take the cold but also there they get it's quite moist and they get a really good snow cover and uh, and that helps protect them through the winter as well yeah it just might be that you know in terms of what they need in terms of a growing you know length of season um, we just can't offer that here and um, I, I know if, if they're in that blueberry family blueberries tend to uh, like a more acidic soil than we have here. Our soils are very alkaline here. So that could be another element too, that maybe our just our soils, our, our native soils just aren't right for them, for them to have naturalized here. Um, no, absolutely. Would be, a, would be another thought, so. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you want to join us uh, in the last 10 minutes, uh, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770. CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. I am here with Terry Kemper, and I just looked through the Christmas porthole. And I did see uh, the reindeer out there waiting um, for any kind of visits coming on today. And uh, Santa will be rolling out in about 10 minutes, Terry. So, um, yeah. Did you uh, did you go on Santa's knee yesterday, Terry? I and, did. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> no? You, you waited till today? You had to figure <laughs> out if you're, you had to come up with some good stuff? I've been I've been way too naughty this year to ask for anything. So just, You're not even yeah. going to risk it, eh? Didn't even bother. Yeah, yeah. You know what you know what's coming. So, <laughs> um, 
we do have a text and there's a Hoya. Um, it looks to me like she has a lot of scale on it. Um, so if you could, uh, if you have a look at that text, Terry, it, to me, it looks like scale on, on the branches. So what that needs to happen, you can use, it's hard when they, when you already got it on there like that. So you can spray it with pure spray green, but I also, I kind of like getting a, sort of like a little, not a really abrasive scrub brush, but a good, like a terry cloth that isn't soft. Like one that you, you know, when you're in a, maybe in a less expensive hotel and the towels feel like sandpaper, <laughs> <laughs> you, yep. you don't have the 500 Egyptian thread one, just the, the you want the five thread one, right. just the one that's, and and you can just rub that up and down the branches on those, and that really helps get rid of that scale. Um, yeah, just be careful. You don't want to use, like I said, too, something too abrasive that's going to do it. But you can just dip your glove or the towel into the pure spray green and just rub the branches, um, help remove a bunch of that scale. And it will start sucking. If there's the bugs in there, it'll start uh, – sucking all the nourishment out of the branches so you just want to ensure that you do treat that um if you're not 100 percent sure um if you can cut off some of it if you're close to a garden center you could either um take it into somebody and let, let them have a little bit closer look but from what i'm looking on the picture I, I just see scale on the sides of the branches or if those white specks are fluffy it would be mealybug but typically you only see them in the corners where the leaves join the branches. Typically the mealybugs love going in those little crevices. Um, Hiding in those dark little spots, yeah. Yeah, so when you see them all on the branches, um, typically that will be scale that you, you do need to, to try to deal with. And uh, and hopefully, yeah, and it doesn't look too big, so it's not um, like the one we had last week where it was growing all over her her living room. So this one's a little bit easier to, to, uh, to treat. And, uh, like I said, this pure spray green and a good little bit of abrasive terry cloth or some sort of cloth like that, that has a little bit of a yeah. grit to it and just rub it. it. Yeah. I had to do that to, uh, a few willow trees I had one year and, uh, she was out in the tree lot and some scale got in and, just had the bucket of the pure spray green. I went out in the tree. I just scrubbed the branches off and that cleaned them right up. And you'll see that sometimes you'll see an arborist with a pressure washer and, and they're just washing the, but you got to be really careful when you're using a pressure washer on some of your trees, you don't want to dig into the bark. So, which is, it's easy to do if you get a little bit, um, a little bit too much pressure, but that's mm -hmm. on some of those. That's the only way. What and that's their defense mechanism, like those bugs inside those shells. It's they they have that protection, so you can't just get them off easy, or or other things can't eat them. So that's sort of like their protective cell shell, so they can clamp onto your plants and uh, and suck all the all suck all the moisture and all the all nourishment the, out of it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, just one more quick reminder. Um, we have lots of free treats and drinks and and uh, hot chocolate and coffee and cookies and chocolate bars, all kinds of fun stuff. And reindeer free of charge if you want to go down to spruce it up today if you're looking for something to do. If you're out hitting the different Christmas markets. Um, also doing photos with Santa. 
if you if you're if you're into that so uh yeah head out support your local christmas markets all around town there's lots of them stop down and see us and uh we'll treat you up with a nice little sugar rush of uh, some chocolate and some muffins and all kinds of fun stuff um until next week we'll get our garden on right here on 770 chqr